Welcome to Finding Freedom with Simple Systems. Hi, I'm your host, Carrie Roberts. I love chatting all about business, systems, and goals while finding the lessons from the journeys of our guests. This podcast is all about how time management and systems can help you become more successful and find freedom in your life on your own terms. Hello, welcome back to 61 of Finding Freedom with Simple Systems. I am excited to talk to you all about the power of goals and why they can be so important in your business. Now, the time of recording, we're still in the end of 2021, but I know this podcast is going to be going live. This episode is going to be going live in the beginning of 2022. So even though it's going to be the new year, it's still going to be January. People are still going to be talking about goals or feeling the pressure to create goals. And I just wanted to have a conversation about it because I did a one-on-one consultation with well, a one-on-one session with a client and it just came up very organically. I asked her if she had a goal for next year and she didn't. So we used that time to strategize a goal based around what her personal goals are, what her goals are of her business, what she wants to do in the coming year to set her up for like that three to five year plan that she is going to be working towards. I know that there's a lot of negative talk around goals, a lot of negative opinions around goals. And I just wanted to share mine because I think that goals are just like anything else in our lifestyle, in our environment. You know, sometimes it can be good and sometimes it could be bad. If you think about alcohol, sometimes alcohol, you know, is good to calm an upset stomach. Well, if you overindulge, that's not good because you could develop other things like dependencies and disease and whatnot. Or food. If you have the right balance of food, then you're going to do great. But if you don't eat the right foods or maybe you eat too much for your body, then that can come with other things. So just like with food, having an appropriate approach, I think is so helpful. And who gets to decide what's appropriate? You do. You get to decide what's appropriate in your business. You get to decide what's appropriate for a goal. And you get to decide when you make the goal. Just because it's January, just because it's the beginning of a new year does not mean that you have to make a goal. I have a mastermind friend who does all of her annual planning in July because that's what works for her. And then she kind of does a refresher in September, all of that for the next, you know, nine to 12 months. You don't have to do it right now. But since people are talking about it and I've got opinions about it, I will be remiss if I didn't talk about it. So some of the other things that I've come across that are negative about goals are people really do the would, could, should, right? Oh, I should be doing this. I wish I could do this. I need to be doing this. She's doing that. So I need to be doing that. You know, I hear all the buzz about a six-figure business. So I need to make six figures or a five-figure month. I need a five-figure month or a six-figure launch or a seven-figure year. Who knows? And a lot of those numbers are completely arbitrary. A lot of those numbers are just to say, I made six, you know, figures or I invoiced 250K or I invoiced 10K, whatever the case may be. And I think that that's not a healthy way to approach a goal. And me being a physical therapist kind of comes into play because legally, every time I see a patient that needs physical therapy, I have to one, justify that they have a limitation, two, justify that they have a need and therapy can help them, and three, 
make some objective goals so we can see if yes, therapy is working or no therapy is not working. It's a very objective approach. And if you have an injury, let's say you sprained your ankle and let's say you are a creative entrepreneur, you walk a couple of days a week, you're home with your kids, you're a busy mom, and you do a lot around um, the community to stay engaged with your family and friends, and you run your business. Your goals for your sprained ankle as a physical therapist is going to be totally different than the goals of someone who is a professional athlete right? What you're working for as a professional athlete, the demands that your body is going to have to endure, the the strength that your body is going to have to produce is probably going to look different than a creative entrepreneur who is active, right? Neither one is better or worse than the other, but the goals are going to be totally different because how they spend their time, an athlete compared to an online creative, how they spend their time is going to be different. I'm guessing an online creative is probably not going to be training three to four hours a day, five to six days a week, probably exercising 30 to 45 minutes, four or five days a week. So it just looks different. So because their circumstances are different, their goals aren't going to be different. And the same is true with our business. We want to look at what our circumstances are and base those goals based off of what's important to us. Now, let's get back into this annual planning thing. I know I kind of went on a, a little tangent. I think annual planning is so important because it gives us direction and it kind of lets us know, helps us make that decision objectively of when we're saying yes and no to things. For instance, I'm going to use 100 because 100 is an even round number and I can do mental math with versions of 100, okay? Not to say that that should be your goal, not to say that it shouldn't. It's just a random number. If you want to make $100,000, let's say, and you made $100,000 and someone has posed an opportunity to you to do some volunteer work where you're gifting your services or your course, it's probably easier to say yes because you already know where you are with that goal. You know you're already in front of that goal. If your goal is $100,000 and you've made 30,000 to this point, and someone gives you that exact same opportunity to do something as on a voluntary domain uh, basis, something that's not revenue generating, you may or may not want to do that. You might not want to do, do that. You might not be able to afford to take time away from revenue generating activities to do something that is going to be as a gift to somebody because you've got bills to pay and you're 70% below where you want to be. That's an example of why goals are important. Another reason why goals are important is because it gives you something to shoot for. It kind of gives you a bullseye. If you think about, I know X throwing is kind of popular. I haven't been yet. So if this is off, please let me know. (laughs) But I'm thinking of when I've seen pictures on people's Instagrams with the X throwing, it's kind of like a bullseye effect. So it might be that small little circle in the middle and then it kind of builds out to pink. It might be red in the middle, goes out to pink. And then it kind of goes out to yellow or orange around the edges. And then the outside is just completely white. So that kind of helps you with a gradient of how close you are, how close you are to that bullseye. Now, if you want $100,000 and you get $100,000, That's something worth celebrating because you did the work and you hit the goal. 
Now, if you want $100,000 and you push and push and you get $80,000, you know what? You didn't hit the goal, but look, you're in that red realm, right? You're in that pink realm. That's pretty good. And now we're like, okay, I missed 20% of my goal. Let's look back. Let's see what worked. Let's see what didn't. The things that worked, we want to double down on those things, those plans, those strategies, the things that didn't work. Hmm. Can we reflect on it? Can we learn something from it? Maybe our focus needs to be tweaked a little bit. Maybe our goal should have been 80 the whole time. And now when we do that with 80, now we're right where we want to be. Or maybe we had illness that threw us off. Or maybe we just learned something completely new and we changed our plan halfway through the year. And so it's kind of like starting over again. It could be a ton of different things. But if you go in with a very objective approach, then it makes it easier to take the information back. And now we can kind of ruminate over it, digest it, and then make some new plans. So this is really important, I think, for the year because we're starting off fresh. Whether you're a $100,000 service provider or a $100 service provider, on January the 1st, we all start off the same. We all start off with zero, right? If you're going to go down the, I'm just trying to make $100 a month track, then now we know that's where we're going. We're going for $1,200 a year. If we're going for $8,833, I believe $8,333 a month, then we're on the $100,000 mark. That's the plan that we're going on. Those activities might look different. The time might look different. If you have made $50,000 and you want to double that, then now we're like, okay, it's an objective number. It's double that. So what of my efforts needs to be doubled? Maybe you need to bring on somebody on your team. Maybe you need to double your rates. Maybe you need to double the amount of time you're spending in, the, in your business. See, all of these different things can be the answer for you. There's no right or no wrong answer, but just having that goal, having that focus throughout the year is so important. Now, when I was going through this with my client last week, I was like, I got to talk about this on the podcast because she had never set a financial goal for the year and she's got some big ideas. And so when we took the goal annually and then we kind of broke it down to quarterly and broke it down to monthly, that goal did not seem so hard. And then for myself, you guys know I have my template shop, the SOP shop. I went through the same exercise with my um, template shop business mentor. And when I looked at the final number, I was like, oh my goodness, this is so scary. But when I looked at it month over month, it's like, okay, this is attainable. And you know, I'm a physical therapist. I, I have built a living creating goals and creating plans and executing plans based off of those goals. And I will be the first to tell you, you don't hit all your goals. And that's fine. No, really no one ever does. You just write a goal and then you come back to the goal and you massage that goal. You might flex it up. You might flex it down. You might put it on hold. You might say, this was never appropriate to begin with. Let me do a whole new set of goals. It really doesn't matter, but it's just a piece of framework that kind of keeps us in line as we are trudging through the year. And with her, with my client, it was so fun for me because when we were talking about the things that she wants to do, we could come back and say, is this working towards that goal? Is this working towards that goal? And it is. And something that happened to me also last week was I didn't make a revenue goal for 2021. I just didn't feel like I knew enough about my offers and my services to make a goal. And then 
I did, haven't gotten it. I haven't been in the habit of looking at my numbers because my bookkeeper has been taking care of it. And I finally met with her and looked at my numbers. And I was a little bit saddened because had I made a goal, I know what that goal would have been. And then I would have been super jazzed because I would have exceeded that goal without even trying. But then the other part of me was a little sad because, well, part of me was sad because I didn't create that space to really celebrate that because I didn't really officially make the goal. But then the other part of me was a little bit sad because if I had made a stretch goal, if I knew I was that close to that, to a stretch goal, I probably would have worked a little different a couple of those months and I probably would have made the goal. But I didn't stay in sadness for too long. I just whipped up my a piece of paper and kind of sketched out some ideas and kind of worked it over a few days. And now I've got a goal for Jan- or 2022. But it's not a goal that's going to define me. It's not a goal that's going to make or break my team, make or break my business. It's just something to kind of give me a little bit of focus, kind of help me stay on track And then if I knock it out the park, then I know I can adjust the goal and flex it up. And then if if I'm coming in short for a while, I know I probably need to adjust the goal and come in a little lower. But not having a goal, I feel sometimes you find yourself floundering out there and then you lose those opportunities to really celebrate what you did accomplish. Now with my client, she has been in business for several years and she has never made it a revenue goal, but going through that exercise made her even more excited to work towards those goals. And she shared it with some friends and some of her friends said that they hadn't made an annual plan either. So that's when I said, well, let me go ahead and take this to the mic, share it with my community on um, my podcast, because Maybe you are someone that has never taken the time to make an annual revenue goal. And maybe that scares you. Maybe you were intimidated or maybe you just don't know what to make it be. Whatever the case is, I would love for you to swing to back to the Facebook group, Finding Freedom with Simple Systems Facebook group, and let's keep the conversation going. Ask me your questions, share your wins, share with me where you are. Do you agree? Do you not agree? And we can continue this conversation in real time at the Facebook group. Okay, my friends, the freedom round. What am I reading right now? I'm not. I am in a funk where I just can't get myself in a book. So I just said, I'm just not going to for now. What am I watching on TV right now? (laughs) I am watching Portia Family Values, which is a spinoff of Atlanta Housewives. And I started watching Selling Tampa because it's about a group of all minority women that are selling luxury real estate in Tampa, um, Florida. And it's kind of interesting. What is a recent one? I got myself up at a decent time. I think it was like 6.15 yesterday and I got up. I made sure I got my water intake and I did an exercise routine with Peloton app, which I was feeling really good about. And how am I finding freedom with simple systems? My leadership team, also known as Team Charisma, got together on Saturday and mapped out all of our major event dates for the year. And I find freedom in that because I don't have to worry about potentially overbooking myself. I can look at my calendar and I see an aerial view of the busy seasons, the light seasons. And if I get asked to be on someone's podcast or travel to someone's event or host something, I know where I can plop those new events without stressing myself or my team. Again, thank you so much for coming to this episode. Make sure you subscribe to it 
share it with a friend, tag me on Instagram so that I can repost it. Thank you and have a good day. This podcast is brought to you by The Sop Shop, a workflow and SOP template shop. Everyone is talking about SOPs right now. So many coaches and consultants are actually being taught that they need to have documented systems in their business. The SOP shop provides the documentation you need without you having to take the time up to write them. We've been in business for over two years and have helped dozens of business owners just like you systematize their business with these exact templates. Go to thesopshop.com today and grab your free SOP checklist.